Dragnets. The Jack Benny Program. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. We offer you Escape. Fire Miss Brooks. Suspense. Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Fibber McGee and Molly. The Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. Radio Theater. In the air. Dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. You know what our call letters WGN stand for, don't you? WGN Radio Theater. The special three-hour presentation with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right, about nine minutes after 11 p.m. here on the WGN Radio Theater program. 423 in the series. It's September 21st. It's a Saturday night. And to my right is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. What's up? We have Shantae Garth in the booth, uh, so things will go slow, uh, smoothly. <laughs> we're going to say slowly. <laughs> well, we're going to talk kind of slow, partner, because we got all Westerns on this edition. Western classic radio shows. We're going to start things off with Have Gun, Will Travel, and then it's Gunsmoke, and then Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. We'll be here till 2 o'clock in the morning. Morning. And uh, we're going to start things off, though, by talking to our good pal, Steve Darnall, who has the amazing publication, Nostalgia Digest. He's going to tell you all about Nostalgia Digest, because if you don't have Nostalgia Digest, folks, what are you waiting for? Right, Steve? Uh, well, I've always felt that way. Yeah. Yes. But now, this this yeah. has been around how long, the Digest? Well, actually, this issue, the new autumn issue, uh, is our 45th anniversary issue. Wow. This publication was started by our Gosh. friend Chuck Shaden yeah. back in 1974. Uh, it, we, it's a, a quarterly, comes out four times a year. Um, and yes, the new, the new issue celebrates 45 years of publication. So there's a little essay about that. Uh, more to the point, there's an 80th anniversary cover story about the Wizard of Oz. Right. And because... I think that came out the year Lisa was born, right, Lisa? 1939, was it? It was 39, Yes, that would be 80 years. (laughs) That was quick math, though. Yes, that's... uh, Yeah, hence the 80th part, yeah. Um, And and because we didn't feel Entertainment Weekly should have all the fun, uh, we decided for this issue we would do variant covers. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Nice. That's pretty sophisticated, guys. You can get your choice of the Judy Garland cover or the cast of The Wizard of Oz. I got cover. the cast in mine. Mine, mine came with. And the if cast. you have no preference, you get to we'll choose? send you whatever is nearest. Did you choose? I don't think I, cho- no, I chose. No, I think I think you're a subscriber. So yeah. Of course so. It- um, if you wanted the other one, we could probably arrange something. But Whatever well, one he gets, he's going to want the of other one. He is. So, you but know. you know, the thing about Nostalgia Digest is that it's it covers a whole lot of different topics. I mean, nostalgia is a very broad umbrella. So there, of course, there's an article about the Wizard of Oz, but there's also an article about uh, William Bendix. The mm-hmm. Life of Riley sure, star. And sure. there's an article about shows... He also played Babe Ruth. That's right. That's right. And that's in here, too. There's articles about the FBI on radio. Right. Shows like Gangbusters sure. and whatnot. There's an article about the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, Rankin-Bass television special. Oh, man. So, I remember. Oh. That was great. There's Mickey Rooney played... I think Mickey Rooney played uh, Santa Claus in that. I don't think so. No? Wasn't he? No. Burl he Ives was sh- oh, in this one. Yeah. I don't know, you know about it'll, that. It'll be on TV in about Let, two let's, and a half Let's months. look it up. Yeah, I think Mickey I'll... Rooney played played uh, Santa Claus on that. I think, I think he played Chris Keringle. 
Chris Kringle. I am sure one of your listeners will weigh in on yeah, this. Yeah, all right, we'll see. But the fact is, yes, there, there's articles about um, the great hotels of Chicago. There's an article about Vincent Price. Mm. You know, so there's really... Am I right, Lisa? We've yes. always tried to make it Sorry. something for everyone. Is Sorry. In Mickey the Rooney is Chris riddle. Kringle, Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, Mickey Rooney. He did. In the special, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep. Which is not Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, Just sorry. Oh, sorry. Santa Claus, right, okay. not Rudolph. You know, I have a hard enough time correcting Gosh. myself. <laughs> All right, so we're both right. I was rooting for Carl this time. I don't know the, why. The point is, yes, that um, we, we've got this magazine. And, of course, the other thing that we love about it is that it has the schedule for your show. Yes. Yeah. So if, if your that's, listeners that's are good thinking, stuff. yeah, I want to know what Carl and Lisa are playing in October 2022. 19th. Well, <laughs> I don't even think Carl's even that far ahead. But, I'm not. But I'm even not. if you say, I want to know what you guys are playing November 3rd, yeah, it's here. It's in the it's digest. Right here. Right. Uh, along well, the let me, for let me just tell you this. The reason, you know, one of the main reasons why, I mean, first of all, Steve, I love your show. I listen to your show. I was listening to it today. Thank you. Uh, he has a radio show on another station, WDCB uh, 90.9. And he's on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoons, 1 to 5. And he plays classic radio as well. And I listen to it because you're fantastic on there. Well, you're you, great. Vice versa. And I listen to that, and you do a great job. And, you know, so I've, I've been a, I've been a fan of your show and a prior to, to you, of course, Chuck Shaden was the, the host. I've been listening for literally 40 plus years to your yeah. programming. Um, and you have this digest and Chuck started this digest he and did. I've been a subscriber all these years and I can't wait to get it. It comes four times a year. I can't wait to get it in the mail because I, I'm, as soon as I get it, I, Pop it open and I start reading it because it's that good. It's all about nostalgia, which is what we are about. So I just thought, hey, Steve, come on to the show, sure. talk about the digest, and would you would you be so kind as to promote our show in the digest as well, our our schedule, and we'll promote your program. It's like a nice cross promotion. It is. It and is. and here's the other great thing: if you subscribe to the Nostalgia Digest and you oh. and you write in WGN That's in right. the ordering special offer, you get a special tell them about the special sure offer. well some of you listening may remember that that carl some years ago produced a, a radio series based on the twilight zone television show uh, we have a number of those shows collected on cd into into packages of i think four cds per set if you buy a two-year subscription to nostalgia digest it's thirty dollars it gets you eight issues and you mention WGN when you place the order, either online or on the phone or through the mail. We will not only send you the eight issues of the Digest over two years, we will send you absolutely free a set of Twilight Zone radio shows on compact disc. Right, and the value of that is $27.99. So it's yes. almost like... It's like a. Uh, it's great. I mean, you yes. you get the the uh, eight issues plus the Twilight Zone uh, CD set, four shows on four CDs. It's a great deal. You'll know exactly what we're playing here on the WGN Radio Theater every single weekend because it'll be right in the schedule. Plus, you're just gonna love it. You're gonna love the well, digest. Say, and you'll if you love, love it. William Bendix or Vincent Price or mm -hmm. The Wizard of Oz or Michigan football in the 1940s, we've got it. Now, how do they get it? The uh, easiest way is to go online to nostalgiadigest.com. Uh, again, you'll find it's pretty easy to order a two-year subscription. You'll be able to mention WGN while you place your order in the comments section. If you are not uh, computer literate, you can also call our offices at 
and mention WGN to me when you place the order. Because I w- well, I won't answer the phone now because I'm here. Yeah, do it during business hours. I was going to say, yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so don't call it two in the morning. It's it's iffy if I'll be there. Yeah, but um, either way, and of course, if you want to send it through the mail, that's fine too. But I think the internet, the website, nostalgiadigest.com. Yeah, that's easiest. Seven seven three seven six nine six five seven. Don't forget to put WGN because you then you'll the get the CDs. Two-year subscription. And this is a this is I should point out this is for new subscribers because we've been doing this offer off and on for a couple of years and, yeah and so people over the years have gotten Twilight Zone CDs and trust me if you renew and say WGN we will simply send you the same CDs we sent you before right. so don't but, so but if you if you have if you've not never subscribed, subscribed this is the time yeah you got to do it you'll love it it's a great magazine and uh, so Steve uh, I I really appreciate you coming down I appreciate your show I was listening to t- uh, to it today enjoyed that. Uh, Transcontinental program. Oh, that, yeah, call. yeah, it was great. Um, so uh, keep up the good work, my friend. Well, so you did a great to you. job. I'm really excited yep. for an evening of uh, riding through the oh, old west. Oh yeah, if you we will. have Have Gun, Will Travel. Gunsmoke and Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. All coming your way, but first, these words. All right, are you ready, Lisa, for some classic radio? Yeah, we have a lot of people eagerly awaiting our uh, night of excitement. Yeah, we've got a lot of westerns coming your way. western evening. Start things off with Have Gun, Will Travel. Of course, we all remember this as a television show with Richard Boone. But, you know, it was so popular on TV that CBS, the producers of the show, said, hey, let's do a radio version. You know, kind of radio was fading out and TV yep. was the new fangled thing. But um, it was so popular on TV, they were like, let's do a radio version of this uh, television show. They could not get Richard Boone to star in it because he was too busy filming. So they hired John Daner to play Paladin. He was a soldier of fortune, and he was uh, he was the guy you went to when you wanted something done, you were willing to pay someone to uh, get back your uh, kid if he was kidnapped or whatever during the Old West. You know, maybe someone uh, was cattle rustling you. Well, you didn't necessarily go to the police. You went to Paladin. He took care of everything. This is a broadcast now from January 17th, 1960, called French Leave. Here's John Daner in part one now of Have Gun, Will Travel. I am not usually hired as a guide, Monsieur Poulain. But since you are unfamiliar with our western frontier, this is one trip I wouldn't want to miss. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Yes? Mr. Paladin? Ah, good morning, Miss Wong. Come in. Yes, sir. I come by room many times. Knock on door, you not in. Uh, what did you want, Miss Wong? Oh, not me, Miss Wong, not want anything. It's him. Him? Him. Who? This man talks funny. He come look for you one, two, three times. He want to see you very bad. He talk funny, not plain like you and me. Oh? He here now, right outside door. Well, then show him in. Yes, 
Merci infiniment, merci. Ah, bonsoir, Monsieur Paladin. Permettez-moi de me dire acquaintance. Je suis Jean-Jacques Boulard de la Sûreté française. Monsieur Boulard. Ici, Monsieur Paladin, talk funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, Monsieur. Must go now. Have many dollars. Yes, thank you, Miss Wong. So, Mr. Boulard, you're with the French Secret Service, no? Oui, monsieur. What can I do for you? Oh, monsieur Paladin, I need help. What kind of help? I need a guide. A guide? Well, that's not exactly in my line. Ah, oh, monsieur, I search for a dangerous man. He has escaped from La Santé prison in Paris, and I have searched and searched, and now at last I know where he is. Where? In your Sierra Mountains. Well, why don't you go get him? No, 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 monsieur, you do not understand. I am a city policeman. Paris, Marseille, London, New York. I trail my men in these places and I am formidable. But your West, monsieur, the mountains, the wild animals, the Indians. I don't know about these things, monsieur. Well, do you want a guide or a bodyguard? Perhaps both. My services aren't cheap, monsieur Poulain. Ah, no, I am prepared to pay. The Sûreté understands these matters involve expense. Ah, uh, very well then. Uh, let's say a thousand dollars in advance. Oh, la, la. That is, as you say, not cheap, but, uh, d'accord. Very well. Now, how long will it take to assemble the expedition? Expedition? Bien sûr. What we'll need pack animals, I imagine, and native bearers. We'll leave in the morning. In the morning? Yes, Monsieur Poulard, at dawn. Just the two of us. About, about uh, Monsieur, I, I thought... Monsieur Poulard, uh, what does your name mean in English? A Poulard? Mm, chicken? That's what I thought. See you in the morning. Uh, Monsieur Poulard. Oui, monsieur. This man you're looking for, what's his name? Ah, uh, Marius. Yeah. Well, who is he, this Marius? How many men has he murdered? Oh, we are not positive that he has murdered any, but we suspect him of many. Oh, but what has he done? Uh, he escaped from uh, La Santé prison in Paris, and no one escapes from La Santé. But he did, huh? And therefore, monsieur, he must be returned. It is a matter of the honor of the Sûreté. Seems like a lot of trouble to go to. Oh, though the honor of the Sûreté must be upheld at all costs. Oh, oh yes, I, I see. Well, what makes you so sure this Marius is up there in the Sierra? Oh, monsieur Paladin, we French criminologists follow a very useful and profound principle. Oh, what's that? Ah, chercher la femme. Ah, find the woman, yeah. Ah, oui, and I found her in Paris. She had come home after making a small but adequate fortune out here in your West. Uh, entertaining. Ah, eh? Monique had seen my man. Monique? You mean Monique Lafleur? Bien sûr. Did you know her? Oh, very well. Oh, la 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 la. Ah, charmant, n'est-ce pas? Charming? Yes, I guess that would cover it. It was a crazy kind of a job. But I was never a man to argue with a thousand dollars, particularly when it involved no apparent risks. So we spent a pleasant afternoon riding along, reminiscing about our mutual friend Monique Lafleur. That night, we stopped in Hangtown, where I introduced my employer to the dish for which the town is so famous. Uh, what do you call this? That's Hangtown Fry. You like it? 
Oh, Monsieur Paladin, I am torn between honesty and politeness. Then, Monsieur Poulard, by all means, be honest. Eh bien, c'est exécrable, effroyable et dégoûtant. You don't like it, then? Oh, non, barbarous. There he is, Red. The little one with the pointy mustaches. He looks like a Frenchie. He talks like a Frenchie. How about it? You a Frenchman? Oui, monsieur, I am. And who are you? They call me Big Red, and I'm here to tell you Frenchies ain't welcome in Hangtown. We're just passing through. Well, I'm thinking you're going to pass through real fast. How about it, boys? <laughs> we don't take kindly to having our women stolen. Last Frenchie come through here made off with my girlfriend. I've been laying for him ever since. Yeah, but this, uh, this is a different Frenchman. Makes no difference. He's a Frenchman. Very well. If this is an example of Hangtown's hospitality, we'll be on our way. I'll see you, Will. Skag? Yeah, Red. Go heat up that kettle of tar behind the livery station. Sure thing. And a couple of more of you rip up some feather beds. You're going to be on your way, Frenchie, on a rail. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, this Frenchman who ran off with your girl... What was his name? I don't know. Everybody just called him Frenchy. Well, was it Marius, by any chance? Well, yeah. Come to think of it, I did hear Lola call him that. Marius, honey, she said, a filthy Frenchman. Well, then we have no cause for argument. My companion is from the French Secret Service. He's on his way to arrest this Marius. Yeah, well, he's got to find him first. Well, he will. Good. When he does find him, he can show him his torn feathers. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid we can't wait for the party, Big Red. All right, now stand back, all of you. With your hands in the air. No, no, wait a minute. You heard me. Stand back. All right, Monsieur Poulain, outside. You... Get our horses unhitched. Oui, Paladin, tout de suite. And the rest of you stay where you are until we're out of town. Now... I'll shoot the first man comes through this door. Here is your horse, Paladin. Good. Now, as you say in your country, let's fish a car. All right. Don't come through that door. He's going to shoot the first person. Don't worry. Don't I always follow door, directions, Lisa. Carl. All right. That's uh, the first portion of Have Gun, Will Travel, French Leave, John Daner from 1960. More after these words. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thanks, David. It is 1140 here, and uh, we are listening to Have Gun, Will Travel. We play all your favorite classic radio shows every Saturday and Sunday night. Lisa and I are here from 11 p.m. till 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday and till 1 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. All your favorites, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Boston Blackie, The Whistler, Inner Sanctum, Gunsmoke. In fact, Gunsmoke's in our next hour. Yep. We play uh, comedies, mysteries, westerns, detectives, drama shows, all your favorites from the golden age of radio. Yeah, and you know what? We have a text in line, 312-981-7200. You are welcome to text us. Let us know what you would like to hear, and we'll make sure to play that. Yes, we will. And we love uh, hearing your comments as well. But right now, it's the conclusion to Have Gun, Will Travel. On a bright night, you can see your way by the stars in the Motherlode country. We took advantage of this ghostly illumination to put a number of prudent miles between ourselves and the vengeful and unreasonable citizens of Hangtown. 
At last, we pulled up on the banks of a little stream and made a cold and cheerless camp. The next morning, the sun was up first. Then, quite a bit later, I got up. The little Frenchman was still curled up in a pitiful ball, twitching from time to time with nightmares of tar and feathers. I looked around and saw a bearded, red-shirted miner working his way up the stream, panning the river sand for gold. Hey, is your boulard? Come on, time to get up. Come on. Bonjour, Paladin. Sleep well? Oh, please, do not mention it. I don't think I can ever move my arms and legs again. Uh, we have company. Oh? Howdy! Hello. Say, we're a little uncertain of our whereabouts, friend. Could you tell us where we are? Well, this here's what used to be called South Fork. But folks have begun calling it Frenchman's Creek. Downstream, quite a fur piece, is civilization. Civilization? Yep. Settlement called Hangtown. Oh, oh yes, we're acquainted with Hangtown, but uh, what's upstream? Nothing much. A few abandoned gold camps. Crick's panned out, more or less. But I keep hoping I'll find something the others missed. You said folks have started calling this stream Frenchman's Creek? That's right. Why? Kind of crazy Frenchman lives up to the head of it. Yeah, Frenchman? What is his name? I don't know. Everybody just calls him the Frenchman. What's crazy about him? Well, he, he's got a claim staked up there. A couple of claims. Only he don't do no mining that anyone can notice. Got a place all fenced in, a big gate with foreign words on a sign. Only two words in English. They say, keep out. Well, how far is this place? Well, it's a pesky place to get to. It'll take you the better part of a day following <laughs> the stream. Of course, the stream winds a lot. You could go over the mountain that way. Yeah, well, how long would it take that away? better part of the day. Well, then it's no shorter. Nope, but you don't get wet. We went over the mountain, and it did take the better part of the day. Towards sundown, we came back once more to Frenchman's Creek, and there below us lay a well-built cabin surrounded by cleared land. We spurred our tired horses toward it, and a few moments later drew up before a rail gate on which hung the imposing keep-out sign the miner had told us about. Marius must have put up that sign. His guilty conscience is haunting him. Perhaps. Why well, should we go in? Paladin, I am tired and I am hungry and I am unafraid of these Marius. Come, we go in. Come on, boy, move. Get in. Stop! Put your hands in the air. I will relieve you of your weapons, messieurs. Throw them to the guard. Eh bien? Is it that you cannot read my sign? We read it. You made no effort to hide yourselves. I've watched your approach since you started down the mountain. We have nothing to hide, but it appears that you do. You are hiding your little derringer, monsieur Paladin. Give it to me. Well, how did you know me? Your derringer, please. Here. Merci. We have a mutual friend, Monsieur Paladin. Monique Lafleur. Oh, yes, Monique. She pointed you out to me once in San Francisco. And she told you about the derringer. Uh, it was indiscreet of you, Monsieur, and dangerous to reveal to her the uh, whereabouts of the derringer. Under the circumstances, there was nothing else I could do. Naturellement, uh, of course. <laughs> Eh bien, messieurs, you will proceed to the house. I will be right behind you with a gun pointed at your backs. Proceed. 
Aladdin. Ja. This is Marius. Black hair, black moustache, scar over the right eye. And a pal of Monique's. It's Marius, all right. I shall ask him. Hey, monsieur. Oui. Appelez-vous Marius? Marius. Qui est Marius? <laughs> Tiens, you are French, monsieur, eh? I'm French. Then you must be Jean-Jacques Poulard of the Sûreté Française. I am, but how did you know? Monique wrote me you were looking for me. Monique is a friend. Everybody's friend, it seems. Dandruff bothers most men, most women too. So listen, today you can get rid of embarrassing dandruff in just three minutes. Yes, with Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo, unsightly dandruff's gone in three minutes. It's the quickest, easiest of all leading shampoos. That's not all. Using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Simply apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. This way, Fitch shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute. All that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. In three minutes with Fitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, dandruff's gone. And never forget... Gentle Fitch can also leave your hair up to 35% brighter. To get rid of dandruff problems forever, brighten hair too. Use Fitch regularly. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today, only 59 cents. All right. Oh, oh. We are here. This is Shea Marius. You may dismount, gentlemen. You will stay to dinner, no? Yes. Oh, we'd be delighted, as we seem to have no choice. Bien, it is settled. I shall tell my wife. Come with me. Enter, please, gentlemen. Thank you. Merci, monsieur. Cherie, viens-toi ici. Ah, ma petite chou, we have guests for dinner. Messieurs, this is Madame Marius. Oh, howdy, boys. How do you do? Enchanté, madame. Hey, your first name wouldn't be Lola, would it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we met an old friend of yours in Hangtown last night, Big Red. Oh, is he still sore I ran out on him? He is. Poor slob. He never had what Marius has. What's more, Marius married me. And taught you to cook. <laughs> Come de festoire, guess I'm hungry. Oui, Cherry, tout sweet. <laughs> a jewel of a woman, monsieur, a prize beyond price. But she speaks lousy French. Some more coffee, Mansoor? No, no, thank you. It was, a, it was an excellent dinner. Superb. Mm. Oh, not since I left Paris have I eaten so well. Oh, thank you, Mansoor. Imagine to find escargot in this wilderness. They are not quite as fine as our snail de Bourgogne, but they fatten well on my vine leaves. You have a vineyard? Oh, yes. I shall make my own wine in another year. And this uh, fromage de chèvre? From my own herd of goats. Ah. Oh, yes, my friend. We live well here. I regret that I must take you away from all this. But you are not going to. 
I must. I have a warrant for your arrest. And you have no guns. But don't you see, I cannot return to Paris without you. It would be a disgrace to me, to the Cirte. Quel dommage. Oui, you see the position you place me in? Uh, regrettable. But consider the position of France. In what way? If you insist on being obstinate, you can ruin France. Impossible. No, no, listen a moment. You insist on arresting me. I refuse. Oui. You demand that the American authorities extradite me. I refuse. The American authorities recognize my rights to freedom from persecution. You return to Paris and report this to the Sûreté. Uh -huh. The Sûreté brings it before the National Assembly. The Paris newspapers make it a cause célèbre. France has been insulted. The headlines scream. Uh -huh. War is declared. Oh. A French fleet sails to invade the United States. It is repulsed at great loss at Washington, New York, and Boston. Oh, yeah. The flower of French manhood falls upon the Atlantic beaches. France is defeated and forced to pay huge indemnities, oh, no. which weaken her economically until she sinks to the position of a second-class nation, thus uninjing the balance of power in the Grand Alliance and exposing Europe to such dangers of general war that the mind reels at the prospect and at last refuses to look upon the chaos it portends. Oh, no, no. Are you willing, Monsieur Poulard, to be responsible for such a course of events? No. No, I cannot accept such a responsibility. Of course you cannot. You must think of France. Yes, I am. I shall never see her again. I shall become an exile in this savage country where they fry oysters and eggs together. No, 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 no. That far I cannot go. I will not condemn a Frenchman to that fate. What else is there for me? Stay here with madame and me. Help me tend the vines and herd the goats and raise the chickens and the snails. <sighs> Can you think of a nobler activity than growing good things for the table? Oh, only sitting down at the table and eating them, monsieur. <sighs> so that's how I left in the next morning, hey boy. Feeding vine leaves to snails. Snails? Yeah. Oh, no lucky. Uh, why Frenchman eat snails when he can eat good things like uh, bird's nest soup and uh, sharky fin? Well, you know what the old lady said when she kissed the pig. Oh, roast pig good too. Hey, what she say? Chacun a son goût. Oh, you talk funny. <laughs> what that mean? That means, hey boy, everyone to his own taste. Oh, he saw... He, oh, nearly forgetting. Uh, a lady looking for you while you've been away. Oh, uh, a lady? Yes, a uh, lady talk funny, too. Uh, like uh, you just now. Oh, no. Hey, boy, was her, was her name Monique? Yes, uh, Monique uh, Flower. Oh. Uh, she come back this afternoon. I won't be here. Just tell her to... Um... Hey, boy, tell her to follow Frenchman's Creek east of Hangtown. Over the mountains for the better part of a day. For, for your... Who? She'll find what she's looking for. Oh, this miserable cold. And my sinuses. Haven't you heard about Dristan? Dristan decongestant tablets for real relief from cold's misery and sinus congestion. Dristan is the revolutionary three-layer tablet which for the first time makes it possible to unite certain medically proven ingredients into one fast-acting, uncoated tablet. 
Dristan not only helps drain all eight sinus cavities, critical areas of colds infection, but circulating through the blood, Dristan's decongestant reaches all congested areas, shrinks all swollen membranes, relieves pressure and pain. An exclusive anti-allergent helps keep breathing passages dry and clear. Pain relievers reduce body aches, fever. Vitamin C helps build body resistance. This is Dristan. Today, Dristan is widely imitated. But the exclusive Dristan formula cannot be duplicated. There's nothing, nothing like Dristan decongestant tablets. Have Gun, Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Frank Paris and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy and Virginia Gregg as Miss Wong. Tonight's story was specially written for Have Gun, Will Travel by William N. Robeson. Featured in the cast were Shirley Mitchell, Harry Bartell, Barney Phillips, and Marvin Miller. This is Hugh Douglas inviting you to join us again next week when CBS Radio presents Have Gun, Will Travel. There you have it. Have Gun, Will Travel, January 17, 1960. French Leave, starring John Daner, is heard on CBS. Let's take a quick break, then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. All right, in our next hour, it is Gunsmoke, William Conrad, starred as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. Of course, on television, it was James Arness, but on radio, it was William Conrad. Then after that, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. It is our Western weekend. In fact, we have an hour-long Lux Radio Theater tomorrow night, Lisa. James Stewart stars in an hour-long drama of the Winchester 73 movie, the dramatization of the movie, very famous movie that he starred in. And uh, as I say, all weekend, it's Westerns. And we also are going to continue with our game this weekend, Guess That Song. We're going to be playing it in a few minutes, um, 1971 song, so brush all up. All right, that's starting in our next hour. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thanks, David. It's uh, eight minutes after midnight here, and uh, second hour of the WGN Radio Theater will be here till 2 o'clock in the morning. In this hour, we're going to listen to the very first episode in the Gunsmoke series, Lisa. It's called Billy the Kid, 1952. Very interesting show. We'll talk about it in just a moment. And then in our next hour, third hour, we'll have another Western, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, with Sam Buffington is starring in that. But right now it's time to play our game, Guess That Song. I'm excited to continue our new game. Uh, we are going to be talking about 1971 songs all weekend. So there's some oldies but goodies there. 71. Yes. Oh man. Um, you won't you don't you won't know I these. No, <laughs> You'll know them. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So we'll play a couple of seconds of the song. We'll have a caller on the line and if you get them right, you get a prize and if you get them wrong, you get a prize and if you don't know them, you still get a prize. Yeah. We are going to be giving away the desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weathermakers, which is an awesome prize. I have it on my dresser at home and I love it. So uh, let's go with caller number four. Call right now, 312-981-7200, and we'll be right back. Guess that song. 
All right, we're going to do just that. We're going to guess that song. We've got Ernie on the line. Hey, Ernie. Hey, hello. Hello, how are you? Pretty good so far. Good. Well, Hi, hopefully, hopefully your pretty Hi, good streak Carl. will continue. Your caller four. So glad to be playing the game with you. We are going to do 1971 songs, and we're going to play the first song right now. Younger than the mountain. What do you think? Do you know that one, Ernie? Oh, yeah. I, I know think it. I know that one, too. Oh. oh. It's familiar, right? I think I know it. Carl, yeah. did you know it? I think I do. <laughs> Are you going to guess? John Denver. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I think it's like Country Home or something like that. <laughs> Help him out. Country Home. Help him, Ernie. It's Take Mountain Me High. Home. Country, High. country oh, yeah. Roads. Country Roads. Country Roads. Let's, let, let's play it. <laughs> oh, you messed me up. Nah, sorry. <laughs> Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country Roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia. That's a great song. You knew it, Den- John Denver. Yeah, you got yeah. it right. In 2014, that became an official state anthem for West Virginia. Wow, okay. All right, we're going to try one more. Here we go. Let's do the second one. When you look at me. <clears throat> Perfect. How'd you like me to print his picture on these notices? I got a woodcut. Well, let me show you. Ernie. Yep. Fetch a marshal a copy of that front page. Interviewing Clay's wife yesterday, I noticed a tintype on the mantle. Their wedding photograph. So... First thing you know, I snitched it. It's very thoughtful. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it, Ernie. And then I propped it up in front of me and carved me this woodcut. Ain't she prime? Ain't she just elegant? Real elegant. Good likeness, don't you think? Of course, he was seven or eight years younger when it's in time. Yeah, it's a good likeness. Cuts his hair short. And Doesn't show what makes a law-abiding man like him try to rob a bank. Doesn't look like a man who murdered an old cashier and a Chinese cook who just happened to be there. But it's a good likeness. Yes, sir, it is. A picture like this sure dresses up the front page, don't it? Yeah, it's a little masterpiece, Mr. Hightower. A notable contribution to the culture of Dodge City. Well, thank you, Marshal. Does fetch the eye, don't it? I'm printing an extra 500 copies of the weekly, and I bet I sell them all. Too bad the cashier's shot went wild. If he'd managed to kill Clay or even wing him, why, I bet I could sell a thousand extra copies. We must be thankful for the blessings we do receive, Mr. Hightower. Oh, I am, Marshal, I am. Why, just before it happened yesterday afternoon, I didn't know what I was going to fill my columns with. And then, like manna from heaven... Two murders in the bank robbery. Attempted bank robbery, Mr. Hightower. He turned and ran for he got his hands on so much as a dollar. Yes. Still as you say, like man. Dylan, I, I I'm talking I... business. What is it, Chester? Well, it can wait, I guess, Mr. Dillon. Uh, yeah, print Clay's picture on those notices, Mr. Hightower. Oh, where were we? Uh, eyes brown, hair red. Oh, yes. Also known as Red, Bricktop, and Sorrel. He uh, didn't answer to no other nicknames, did he? No, that's what they called him. All right, then in big letters, $400 reward. Dead or alive. And at the bottom, apply Matt Dillon, Marshall, Dodge City. Mm-hmm. I print 200 copies. How soon can I send Chester over for him? This afternoon. Good morning, Mr. Hightower. 
Chester. Think those posters will do any good? Richards is probably over the line into Oklahoma or Colorado by now. And Strawberry Rona, his is the fastest in the county. He has no money. He panicked and ran out of the bank before he got a penny. I think he'll try to get help from his wife or brother or a friend the first chance he has. Maybe tonight. I say he's around here somewhere. I, uh... I'm sorry I turned on you like that, Chester. Why, that's all right, Mr. Dillon. Out all night with a posse, no sleep, man's bound to get touched. No, it's not that. It's, it's the way... It's the way people use a thing like this. The men riding posse last night, they enjoyed it as though they were hunting fox or possum. Hightower back there, he acts like it was a birthday treat specially gotten up for him. Everybody finds a way to use it. Uh, what, what was it you wanted to tell me? Hmm? Oh, I, I got a kid, a, a little boy, locked up in the cell. He ran away from home back in Cottonwood. Ed Slade turned him over to me when he come through on the stagecoach just now. Kid about 12 years old. Who's is he? Widow woman, Miss Bonnie. She runs the boarding house in Cottonwood. Ed says the kid's always running away a little while, I guess. He flagged Ed for a ride on the road halfway between there and here. Soon as Ed seen him stand there with his bundle on his shoulder, he knowed what he was up to. So he told the kid he'd help him and then turn him over to us when he got here. All right, we'll send a telegram to the mother to come fetch him. Well, come on in, Chester, and shut the door. Mr. Dillon? You're letting in every horse fly in Kansas. Mr. Dillon, I think you better cancel the order for them notices. What? The Dutchman's coming up the street. And he's leading a strawberry roan, and Clay Richards is draped across his back. Like a sack of wheat across the saddle. Last time I saw him, two days ago, he was standing at the bar laughing his head off. A sack of wheat across the saddle. And followed by half the saloon bums and loafers in town. All right, Chester, make him keep back. All right, now stand back, you fellas. Come on now, back. Stand back. Ziegler. How'd it happen, Ziegler? My goat, my old billy goat, he pushes open the fence last night and runs away. Forget your goat. What about Clay? Yeah, I, I tell you. This morning, I go to look for the goat. I walk here, there. From near the river, I see Clay. He sits there. I say, hello, Clay. The gate. You dirty Dutchman. You no good dog. Clay was your best friend. He helped you buy your farm, so you kill him for it. Keep back, everybody. Clay? Me? No, no. My brother, he was like... We was in the war together. Bitta, listen. You killed him for the war. Not so. I killed nobody. Not, not since Gettysburg. Clay is dead already when I find him. I don't even own a pistol. Ziegler, inside, quick. Yeah, yeah. Chester, give me a hand with Clay. All right, all of you. Listen I will not tolerate a disturbance. You know me. I got him, Chester. Take his leg. Kick the door shut. Marshal, I don't kill Clay. On this table, Chester. Oh, 
What'd you do with Clay's gun? His holster's empty. Gun? Clay's? I ain't got it. I don't even own one. Chester, see if it slipped out. His we holster were... was empty coming up the street. First thing I noticed. Maybe it's over uh, on the... Another customer? Why, that's three in less than a day. Oh, bountiful harvest. My fees this month will keep me in luxury. In luxury? Doc, I uh, want to have an inquest as soon as possible. Well, as soon as I finish the autopsy. Shouldn't take long with the practice I've had this week, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, late afternoon all right with you? I'll take him up to my office right now. Uh, no, thank you, Chester. I can carry him all by myself here. You just open the door there like a good fella. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marshal, tell the city fathers... I'd like to make a deal when the corpses are as famous as this one. <laughs> Back in 53 in San Francisco, a fellow I knew earned a fortune, exhibiting the head of Joaquin Marietta. Tell him if they let me keep the remains, I'll do the autopsies for nothing. Shut the door, Chester. Ziegler, where is it you met Clay on the river? By the fort. This side, by the fort. Right out there, Chester, and see if you can find Clay's gun. Maybe he dropped it when he was shot. I did not shoot Clay. Sure. I did not. I had no reason to. I did not. I did not. Now, you listen to me. Maybe you think Dodge has got so big, I don't know about everything that goes on here. Well, if you do, you're wrong. If you think I don't know about the bank having an overdue mortgage on your farm, you're wrong. $400 is reason enough for a struggling farmer like you. No. Couldn't do such a thing. I am a human being. To a peace officer, Ziegler, that's enough grounds for suspicion. But whether you did it or not... We decided it's your trial. In the meantime, you just stop yammering about it. Trial? Me? Even when I shoot somebody, I stand trial. If they find it's justifiable homicide, and they probably will, Clay being a wanted man, then they'll let you off. And if not... Please, I am permitted to go now. Go? Are you crazy? I found this stock. I, I must look after it. You sit right down. You want to be lynched? You're trying to get yourself murdered? Have you forgotten about Clay's brother, Adam? Adam would not believe I shot him. What difference does it make whether he believes it or not? His brother's been killed. Everybody's looking to him to do something about it, and he knows it. You want me to guess where he is right this minute? He's in one of them saloons, lapping up courage to come in here and ask me to give you to him for a present. You want to know who's with him? Ever loafer, ever bum, ever slob in town. Slapping him on the back and telling him what a shame it is. Taking him on to kill you so that they can have some excitement and some fun. Well, maybe you deserve killing, but it's my job to uphold the law, and I'm not letting you out of here. What? I you might you spend your time trying to think up a better story. That is, if you intend to stay in this town. All right, now think back. Didn't Clay go for his gun before you shot him? I tell you, I didn't. If I'm not under arrest, you have no right to keep me here. I got to look after my farm. I go. All right, Chester, lock him up. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Come on now, Ziegler. Step out, Sonny. This cage is bespoke. Who's in there, Chester? Yeah, that little old runaway from Cottonwood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come over here, son. Come over here to me. I know who you are. <laughs> you do, do you? You bet. You're Matt Dillon. <laughs> I'm guilty. I knowed you right off. You just pointed out to me one day back home. Filler says you was the fastest gun thrower in Kansas. <laughs> Wyatt Earp wouldn't be awful interested to hear that, I'm afraid. Filler says you was faster than older. Faster than Wild Bill Hickok in Hay City and Fat Masterson or any of them. How many fellas have you killed? You don't keep score, son. 
It's something you try to forget. Not me. Someday I'll be famous like you, and for every filler I kill, I'll, I'll put a notch on my gun. People see those notches, and they'll know they better not try Why'd it. you run away from home, bub? Don't you know your mother's likely to worry about oh, you? Oh, she won't worry. She's too busy working. You ain't gonna make me go back, are you? You wouldn't do that, would you? Well... Because it wouldn't stop me for long. I'd only run away again. Oh, where are you off to in such a sweat? Oh, Texas, California, Mexico. Don't accomplish things there. Not like living in old cottonwood. If you let me go, someday when I'm famous, you can tell people you helped get me started. <laughs> well, that's, that's a pretty strong inducement. Um, I'll have to think about it for a while. And, uh, look, uh, while I'm making up my mind, I, I want you to give me your word. Word of a man who'll be famous someday that uh, he won't try to run away from me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to have Chester lock you up again. Oh, I'll shake on that. Good, good. Uh, Chester, I want you to go look for Clay's gun. Yes, Mr. Dillon. And uh, on the way, stop off and send that uh, telegram. You know? Hmm? Oh, that telegram. Uh, yes, Mr. Dillon. I'll Where's Ziegler? Right it's all right, Chester. Go ahead. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Where's that murdering dog? Oh, there you are, you... Not a single you. step further, Adam. I want him, Dillon. He murdered Clay, shot him down without giving him a chance. How do you know? Because Clay wouldn't have let anyone catch him off guard except a friend. A friend. Now, Dillon, give me that Dutchman. Try to take him. It's like that? It's like that. And it's true what the fellas say. You made a deal with the Dutchman to give him the reward and protect him if he'd kill Clay for you. That was the deal, was it? Yeah. The fellas say why I'd make such a deal? Dylan, it ain't no longer a secret around town that you and Francie warned each other. But Clay was in the way. You had him killed so you could get his wife. Do you deny it? No. No. You serve as well as any other crazy story to work you up. You think you're safe behind that star, don't you? Well, Clay have friends, lots of them. I'm coming back with them friends, and we'll get the Dutchman and you and anyone else who tries to stop us. All right, Adam. I'll be waiting. Yeah. You wait. I almost seen something pretty just then, didn't I, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, almost. Not another... Find a whiskey ought to do it. That's the first portion of Gunsmoke. More after these words. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Ever been on a road trip and didn't know where to stop? Well, bestoftheinterstate.com is here to help you find the best destinations all along U.S. interstates. Head to bestoftheinterstate.com to plan your best road trip yet. And now, through October 14th, bestoftheinterstate.com wants to help fuel your next road trip with a $50 gas card giveaway. Visit bestoftheinterstate.com and click on Enter Here at the top of the page. Giveaway ends October 14th. Don't guess Know the best, bestoftheinterstate.com. And I'm taking a road trip in January, Lisa. I am going to map out everything. Well, in January, you're going to need to map out everything because you could, you could enter some pretty difficult weather driving in January. Yeah, oh, I know. 
I know. So you need to know so where the nearest uh, cutoffs are. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm going to go to bestoftheinterstate.com. All right, it's time now for the conclusion to the very first episode of Gunsmoke. Here's the second act of Gunsmoke. Son? You say something, Mr. Jones? Uh, yeah, open my drawer in front of you there. You'll find a small bottle of oil in there. No, no, the one to the right there. Yeah, that's it. Now, bring a little brush, too, huh? Here it is. Thanks, bub. It's the right nice gun you have. Yeah, it's not bad, but a little stiff. Just a little stiff. Do you want to have a trigger? i never seen no gun without a trigger before. Oh, you remove a trigger or a tie back against a guard. And all you have to do is, uh, thumb a hammer. Hey, like that. It's faster. <laughs> yeah, that's better now. Remove the trigger. I remember that. What in the world for? Well, I remember everything you told me. About the Texas holster and the spring holster and the double roll and filing off the site. It's just me, Mr. Dillon. Oh, any luck, Chester? No, sir, not any. I went to the store first and asked Mr. Denton what kind of ammunition Clay Richard used to buy, and he told me Clay had a double-action forty-four. I scarred that riverbank a half mile each way from the ford and not a sign of it. I got that telegram off. You know who ought to be here pretty soon. It's only seven, eight miles from... Is that a fire in town? Funeral services for Mr. Grinnell, the cashier. So soon? It's awful hot weather. Yeah. Um, any of your guns need oiling? Just I to... don't think so. You sure? When Adam left, he said he'd be coming back. With some friends. I know. I stopped at the olive again to just now to rinse out my mouth. Adam was there talking mighty ugly and mighty big. He's got a sizable following. Yeah. When do you think? Any minute now, Mr. Dillon. It want me to take Bob out of here to one of the hotels, maybe? I want to see him. No, I think you'll be safer here, Chester, behind stone walls and dodging about the streets rubbernecking. You keep your head down, sonny. You hear? There's a... Matt. Matt, I've got to talk to you. She ought to be in mourning. If she cared for Clay at all anymore, she ought to be in black. Matt. Oh, Lord, I find her more beautiful all the time. Matt, have you heard what they're saying? What are they saying, Francie? That you and me, that, that you made Pete Ziegler kill him because of... I'm sorry that got back to you, Francie. It's all over Dodge. Adam almost strangled me before they dragged him off. Francie, I didn't shoot Clay. Francie, I beg you, believe me. Shut up, Ziegler. Shut up, or I'll put you to death. Francis, just one of those crazy stories. They needed one, and they made one of them. But, Matt, everyone believes it. On my way down here, people were pointing, whispering. Old women clucking their tongues at me. They believe it. They'll forget it as soon as this is over. They'll remember that even if we once did go with each other, it was finished and done with even before the war ended, before you even met Clay. No, they won't forget it. For the rest of my life, as long as I stay here, oh, I'll... Hold it a moment, Francie. Yeah, Doc, what is it? Oh, uh, am I interrupting? What is it, Doc? Uh, autopsy's finished. I examined his liver and lights. His this story. is Mrs. Richards, Doc. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon, ma'am. I'm sure I have made no disrespect for the departed. Well? Well, Clay was shot, all right, but from the nature of the wound and the coagulation of the blood, I'd say it happened sometime yesterday. 
I'd say the cashier's bullet didn't go wild after all. How could a dead man gallop away? Well, the wound wasn't what killed Clay. The ball hit the ribcage and bounced off. Twenty-two caliber it was. And what did kill him was the stab in the back, right through the spine. Inflicted sometime this morning. Now, near as I can judge, by a small blade, oh, two, three inches long. It could have been a Barlow knife. Thanks, Doctor. Yeah, please accept my condolences, Mr. Richard. You call the inquest anytime you're ready, Marshal. Chester, close the door. You see? You see, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot him. All right, then you stabbed I... him, maybe. You said you never carried a gun. Look, Francie, go home and give matters a chance to simmer Matt, down. Matt, I'm going to ask you for something. Yeah? Turn Pete Ziegler out into the street. What? Francie, they're itching to get their hands on him. Let him have him. It'll prove that story's a lie, that you didn't make a deal with him. Please, Matt, I have to live here. Clear me, I have to live here. Matt? Matt? Don't look at me like that. Go home, Francie. Go home or leave town or hang yourself or anything you like. Just go away. <laughs> away. Right now. I bought me a bottle at the Alapagans, Mr. Dillon. Would you care for a drink? No. Mm, guess the funeral's over. There'll be others. Funny. Now I miss that bell. Awful quiet, ain't it? It's just what? Just about on schedule. Are you ready, Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. I use a shotgun if I were you. It's more effective when there's a mob to be dealt with. Oh, yes, sir, I am. Ziegler, and you too, son. If trouble starts, lie down flat on the floor and keep your head down all the time. Don't gawk to see what's happening. You understand me? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. All right. Dillon! Chester, I want you to stand here in the doorway after I go out, where you can cover the back door and me at the same time. Yes, sir, Mr. Hill. All right, Chester. Open the door. Come on out. It's my duty to warn all of you that you're in the breach of the peace. I've sworn to uphold the law. I've killed men in order to do it, and I'm prepared to do so again. Give us a Dutchman, Dylan. I ask you to be sensible and to leave quietly. But if you refuse to listen to reason, if you insist upon being fools, if you've already decided to act like wolves instead of humans, then there's nothing I can say to make you change your minds. All right, you want Peter Ziegler? Well, he's not more than 20 feet behind me, so come on and get him, any of you. One at a time or all at once. Come on. Which one of you wants to die first? You? You? You, Adam? Well, what do you say, Adam? You let him here. Don't let this star on my coat stop you. Come on. There, I'm not wearing it now. Well, come on, draw, Adam, draw. You all right, Mr. Dillon? 
Yeah. Get his gun. Man alive, I couldn't even see your hand move. Uh, Marshal! Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell Doc, me. Doc, you make one single funny remark and I'll knock you down. You just take him to your office and get to work. Well, I, I never do mean to offend, Marshal. In my line of work, well, bodies, they're just so much lumber. Make all the jokes about them you please, but not to me and not in my hearing. In my line of work, there's nothing humorous about death. Give him a hand, Chester. No, no, no. I can handle the marshal. Thank you. Thank you. Just a shame. Can you direct me to the marshal's office? Uh, yes, ma'am. Right here. I'm Marshal Dillon. Well, I left Cottonwood as soon as I got your telegram. I'm Miss Bonnie. Where's my boy? Oh, we have him, ma'am. Safe and sound. Here, let me help you down. It's that horse, Chester. Right this way, ma'am. Oh, I'm so sorry he put you to all that trouble, Marshal. The truth of the matter is, he is a wild one and no mistake. Takes after his father, one scrape after another. Uh, he was no trouble at all. I enjoy children. I like to have them around. Bob? Bob, your ma's here. Son? Chester, where's the boy? Did you let him slip past you? No, sir, Mr. Dillon. He never got past me. Look, the back door's open. He's seen me and he hightailed it, the devil. <laughs> we'll round him up for you, ma'am. Don't worry. Oh, I don't know why I bother hauling him back. If he's run away once, he's run away a thousand times. This time he ran because I wouldn't buy him a gun. He wanted a real one. That boy's just gun crazy, I swear. Got him a nice ball of knife instead. Barlow knife. I reckon it didn't signify and off he runs. Barlow knife? A kid. Chester, find that kid. Marshal, has he done something bad with it? Told him to use it careful. He promised he'd use Wait, it careful. No, never mind, Chester. He's got clay, strawberry, ruin. We'd never catch up to him. Oh, I try to bring him up right. I tell him to be good, but he don't listen. He just don't listen. Now, calm yourself, ma'am. Just calm yourself. Here's your little bundle, Mr. Dillon. What? Yeah, give it to me. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> Here, you're better at knots than I am. Open it, will you? The moment he was born, he'd been nothing but tribulation to me. Now, please, ma'am. <laughs> What's he got in it, Chester? Shirt, stockings, piece of sausage, and this. 44 double action. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. That's Clay's gun. Sonny didn't manage to keep it long, did he? Well, if he wants a gun that bad, he's bound to get hold of another one somewhere, somehow. Chester, call Mr. Hightower over. Hey! Hey, Mr. Hightower! Oh. Come on over. Mr. Dillon wants you. Marshal, could I have please, a drink of water? What? Oh, Ziegler, I forgot all about you. Uh, Chester, where are the keys? Yeah, right there on the desk. Oh. There we are. It'll be safe for you to go home now. I, I can go back by the farm. Yeah, that's right. I'll send for you for the trial. Oh, Duncan should. Duncan should. Watch where you're going, you dumb. Excuse me. Yes, Marshal. Mr. Hightower, it appears that we can do business after all. Get some paper and a pencil. I want some notices printed. Fire away. Wanted for murder. Wanted for murder. Uh, what's the boy's name? Bonnet. William Bonney. William Bonney. William Bonney. Age 12. Height about five feet. Hair light. Eyes blue. 
Mm-hmm. I don't suppose he's known by any other name. I know. Everybody just called him Billy. Or the kid. Also known as Billy. The kid. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Walter Newman, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in tonight's cast were Don Diamond, Parley Bear, Harry Bartell, and Howard McNair, with Richard Beals, Paul Dubov, Georgia Ellis, and Mary Lansing. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Time favorites Amos and Andy are rising to new heights in their CBS radio series on Sunday nights. Heard on most of these same stations, Amos and Andy find trouble as constantly as ever and make it just as funny and as human as they have for more than 20 years. Be sure to hear Amos and Andy this Sunday, won't you? Right after the Jack Benny Show. This is Roy Rowan speaking. And remember, there's fast, funny quizzing on the Bob Hawk Show every Monday evening. This is the CBS Radio Network. There you have it, the very first episode in the Gunsmoke series, Billy the Kid. Yeah, that kid turned out to be Billy the Kid, one of the most ruthless, um, you know, uh, killers yeah. of the uh, of the early West. April 26, 1952, William Conrad starring, and you heard Dick Beals as Billy the Kid in that episode. So on CBS, hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break, then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. All right, well, uh, that wraps up our second hour of this three-hour edition. See, time flies when you're having fun. That's right. And We're we listening are having fun. to Western radio shows, classic radio programs. In our next hour, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. And if you've never heard that series, I'll tell you all about it in our next hour. We're also going to play our game, Guess That Song, brought to you by Cat's Pride. Yep, we're still on 1971. I've got two great songs for you and a desktop indoor weather station. Wow. So stay tuned. Yeah, and tonight when we come back here at 11 p.m., we'll have an hour-long Lux Radio Theater presentation of Winchester 73, starring James Stewart. He starred in the original movie. And then uh, Lux Radio Theater dramatized it like a year later on uh, that very uh, epic radio series, one of the biggest uh, extravaganzas of the golden age of radio, Lux Radio Theater, on from the 30s all the way into the 50s. And isn't that our fun fact that we have posted about that? Yeah, I think there's a fun fact. Check our Facebook page about that. Absolutely. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolfe. Thanks, Roger. All right, it is six minutes after one o'clock in the morning, and in this hour, it's Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, good Western radio adventure from 1958, starring Sam Buffington. But right now, it's time to play our game, Guess Guess That that song. Song. 
All right. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So we are still on 1971. I've got two great songs and we'll play a couple seconds for you. See if you can figure out the name of the song, the artist, either, both. It doesn't matter. Either way, you're a winner and you'll win a desktop indoor weather station. So call right now, 312-981-7200. We are looking for caller number two. We'll be right back. Guess that song. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to guess two songs. We've got John on the phone to play the game with us. Hey, John. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you. We're glad to have you. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. We're going to have some fun with 1971. Were you even born in 1971? Uh, yes, I was. Okay. I lived uh, through the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I was As did we. I was born in 85. In yeah. his dreams. So, all right, let's start with song number one. Sell a couple bottles of Dr. Blue. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that one? What do you so. think, John? Can you, can you play it again? Mm, nope, we can't. We, Sorry, John. Apparently the rules nope, say no. Nope, 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 nope. Oh my! A God. very distinct I voice of a female. Do you know who the? Yeah, the, I know who it is. All right, go for it, Carl. J- John, do you have? Do you know who the singer is? At least. You know, it, it, through the phone, it wasn't yeah. really loud enough. So I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Cher. You are absolutely right. It is Cher. And it's and like which? That's the one. Right. All right. Let's, let's play. Let's, let's hear it. it which yeah. definitely doesn't have a witch in it, but let's hear it. Sell a couple bottles of Doctor Here it is. Gypsies, Tramps, oh, and Thieves. Oh, okay. And this song earned Cher her first Grammy Award nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. So, John, I used to watch the Johnny... Uh, to Johnny. Johnny Dollar? The, no, I used to watch the Sonny and Cher <laughs> oh, show. so did, did I. Did you like that show, yeah. John? That was great, right? That was fun. The uh, covers that they, and the clothes they wore. Oh, it was so just stuff. fantastic. It was great. Yeah. And you remember her little daughter who yeah. used to walk uh, around? Yeah, Chastity. Chastity. Yeah, Chastity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chastity. Yeah. Oh, All right. Well, we won't go into one. that. All right. <laughs> let's leave that right there. Let's hear song number two. She always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. Yes. That's um, Tom Jones. Right. Yes. And it's a, she's a woman. Yes, she's a lady. Yes, she's, she's a lady. A lady. She's a lady. Let's hear she's it. She's a lady. She always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner. She's a lady. That's what Carl says to me every Saturday night. She's a lady. Do you like Tom Jones, Carl? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I used to love his show, too. I used to watch the Tom Jones show, too, all the time. Didn't you, John? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was So great. the funny thing is, you know, Car- Carl and I have slightly different tastes in music. Yeah, but so, those know, were good ones. Tom Jones is oh, Tom, Tom Jones. Jones and Cher, man. come on, these are icons. And this song was written by Paul Anka, and he re-released it in uh, 2013 as a duet with Tom Jones. Mm. So crazy. So I'm glad you... I'm performing it. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, congratulations to you, John. You are the winner. You have won a desktop indoor weather station brought to you by American Weathermakers Heating and Cooling. They are the 60-minute men. Visit AmericanWeathermakers.com. You're going to love your weather station. I love mine. And thank you so much for being a good sport and playing the game with us. Way to go, John. Oh, 
totally my pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Thank buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you. And we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, as I said, we're here every Saturday and Sunday night. And I appreciate you, Carl. I appreciate you. Some of the time. Because you're a lady. Right? Talking about it. You're Although a lady. Although you always tell me I'm like one of the guys. So. You know, here's you know. the thing with Lisa. You know, she's, yes, she's a lady, but she's like a, she's like a guy. She's cool. You know, she's he means just that like, in the nicest of I ways. mean, like, you know, we could, we, we're like buds. True. Right? Right. You're like my best buddy. Yeah, I'm not, definitely not a girl. Yeah, you should cut your hair even shorter, then you know, even look more like a guy. You like that look? <laughs> <laughs> you, if you only played baseball, that's yeah, the thing. I definitely do if not. she played baseball, I'd have her on the baseball team. Oh yeah. What position would you want to play? Like That's shortstop, a really loaded third question. base, <laughs> center field. No comments. Catcher. I think I'd be the umpire. Yeah, you'd be good at that. Yeah. Because you like to boss people That's around. That's right. I'm going to make the be calls perfect. and say, you're out. You're out of here. You are out of here, Carl. You know my favorite position I, to play is? I don't want to hear it. Left out. Okay, I thought it was going to go the wrong direction left there. Out. All right, let's keep it clean. Here. All right, so uh, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. Now, this is a radio show. We don't play a lot of these. It was only on the air for one season, but it was very good. Adult Western series. Sam Buffington. I think the reason why this show went off the air, believe it or not, Lisa, this guy, Sam Buffington, who you'll hear as the star, he died like... Like, during the show, I mean, like, while the series was on the air, he was a young guy. What happened? I think it might have been a car accident or Oof. something. I got to I gotta look. Oh, but yeah. they just, after he died, that that was it. They yeah. didn't replay. They should have just replaced him. You know what, Carl? Some people are not replaceable. That's true. And, you he, know. Uh, this actor who is so, he's got a super, he's got a, his voice almost as deep. As David Jennings. Oh, nobody guy. has a voice. No, this as guy. Deep will you hear him? He's almost as deep as David Jennings. Uh, Sam Buffington as Civil War cavalryman turned Arizona cattleman, and uh, he was a hard-boiled cowboy. And he uh, faced murderers, swindlers, cheaters, robbers, and he thwarted them all. He thwarted them all, Lisa. Heard you, Carl. Uh, <laughs> this show was created by William N. Robeson. He uh, he was a big-time producer of these classic radio shows. He produced Suspense, Escape, Fort Laramie. His sidekick on this show was Wichita, played by Junius Matthews, came to radio for one season in 1958. It lasted only 16 episodes. Have Gun, Will Travel took its uh, time slot because... Sam Buffington. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see what happened. He died. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that a couple yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, we shouldn't be laughing about that, Lisa. I'm not laughing. No, you, you are. Are you trying to make me laugh during a sad thing I like would that? not do that to All you. All right. So this is, uh, this is Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, May 18th, 1958. This is called The Drive to Fort Huachua. Huachuca. Huachuca. <laughs> I'm sure that's H-U-A-C-H-U-C-A. right. H-U-A-C-H-U-C-A. Huachuca. That sounds just not right. Drive to Fort Huachuca. (laughs) (laughs) Insert on CBS. Part one now of Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. Slaughter's my name. Luke Slaughter. Cattle's my business. It's a tough business. It's big business. I've got a big stake in it. And there's no man west of the Rio Grande big enough to take it from me.
Slaughter of Tombstone. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, Civil War cavalryman turned Arizona cattleman. Across the territory, from Yuma to Fort Defiance, from Flagstaff to the Huachucas, and below the border through Chihuahua and Sonora, his name was respected or feared, depending on which side of the law you were on. Man of vision, man of legend, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. Yeah, those are good cattle, all right, Slaughter. Better than we've been buying for the fort. Cattle's my business, Captain. What'll you give me for them? $35 a head. Fair enough. Of course, that's delivered at Fort Huachuca. Well, now that'll be $10 a head more. It's only 40 miles. Two days of trail herding. That takes time and riders. Yeah, all right. But if the beef isn't delivered to the fort by day after tomorrow, it's no deal. I'll have the herd there. Very well. See you at the fort, Slaughter. So long, Wichita. Uh, goodbye, Captain. So long. Luke Slaughter, you ain't telling me all you know. I never have, Wichita. And I'm too old to start now. now. How come the cavalry is willing to pay $10 a head for delivery when they got riders all over the place that could trail them cattle? Trail herding's a job for cowpokes, not soldiers. <laughs> These critters are no trouble to handle. Nope, but other critters might be... Would these other critters be two-legged? Yeah. The trouble with you, Wichita, is you don't pay enough attention to what's going on. Yeah. Just what is going on? Fort Huachuca's been buying its beef from the Triple X outfit down on the border. What for? They got the scrawniest cattle this side of East Texas. That's what the Army found out. Two or three times they've tried buying from some of the ranchers around here. What happened? Just about everything. Stampedes, riders shot, herds scattered. Nobody's made a delivery to the fort yet, except the Triple X. They never seem to have any trouble at all. Hmm. Well, you just sold a mess of cattle, but it looks to me like you bought yourself a peck of trouble. Maybe so. Those 40 miles to the fort could be long ones. you to town. Him see you, Sam. Pour me one. Uh, most folks don't go call on a saloon keeper except professionally. You mean this is a social visit? Well, let's call it business. Running a place like this, you must learn a lot. <laughs> I reckon I do. Somehow folks do a lot of talking after they've been standing at the bar spell. <laughs> <laughs> you do your share of listening? Yeah, I pick up a little information now and then. What do you know about a spread down along the border that's called the Triple X? Stay away from it. I hadn't planned on going near it. What kind of a layout is it? Supposed to be a cow outfit. Pretty poor excuse for one from what I hear. Any of their riders come in here? Mm -hmm. All of them. Every chance they get. It's a hard-drinking bunch of hombres wearing the guns down low and tied. Somehow they just don't act like real cowpokes. Hired gunslingers? Yeah, that's the way I figure it. And there's a mess of them. they near enough for a private army. I've heard a little about the outfit. What you say seems to fit. 
Who runs this spread? Fellow named Bull Watson. I never seen him. They say he never gets far from the border. <laughs> Maybe he's got a reason for sticking close to the border. Yeah, two of them. He's wanted for a killing in Bisbee and another in Tucson. Does most of his talking with a gun. What's your business with him? Well, nothing so far. But I just made a cattle deal that Watson may not like. Will you watch out for him, Luke? He's a mean one. I'll watch him. Thanks for the information, Sam. Oh, steady boy. We're heading home. Hey, hold up, Ed. Just a minute. What's on your mind, stranger? You're Luke Slaughter, ain't you? That's right. I don't think I know you. I'm Slade. This is Ringo. We work for Bull Watson, Triple X. I've heard about him. We got a message for you. Okay, what is it? The boss heard you sold a lot of cattle to Fort Huachuca. <laughs> News gets around fast. Watson's got the exclusive contract to supply the fort. Well, now, it's funny the Army never mentioned that to me. Well, it's sort of an informal contract. Nobody sells beef to the Army but us. I have. And I'm hitting the trail with my herd first thing in the morning. Watson ain't gonna like that. I don't care what Watson likes. I'm going right down the Douglas Road to Crossbone Valley, up through Granite Pass and down to the fort. If Watson thinks he can stop me, he knows where he can find me. I'm a-warning you, Slaughter. Don't hit the trail with them cattle. You through talking? Yep, I reckon I am. From here on, we'll beat the idea into your thick head with a barrel of a forty-five. Get him, Ringo. All right, stay where you are. You're pretty fast with that thing. Shut up and drop your irons. That's better. Now, the two of you hit the saddle and tell Watson for me that if he's going to try and stop that cattle drive, he'd better hire every gun slick he can get his hands on. He's going to need them. Howdy, Sheriff. Well, good afternoon, Luke. How's business? I ain't never seen a time when the law business wasn't real brisk in Cochise County. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you could keep busy and never get outside a tombstone. I could use about five more good deputies. Want to sign up, Luke? Well, sorry. I've got enough trouble. But maybe I can throw a little more business your way. You interested in a fellow named Bull Watson? Very much, but... Yeah, he's a slick one. Every time I head south, he scoots back across the border. Maybe we can lure him away from the border this time. I don't see how. He usually sends a bunch of his gunslingers to do any dirty work that has to be done. I figure to keep his gunslingers so busy that the boss will have to come up and finish the job. You think you can get Watson out in the open? Deal me in. I'm trailing a herd of cattle to Fort Huachuca starting in the morning. I figured I'd have a little trouble with some of Watson's hands. Want me to go along? No, I'm starting out with my own men. I think we'll do all right at first. But day after tomorrow, when we go over Granite Pass, Watson should be ready to make his play. If he tries anything while we're going through that gorge, I'd like to have your help. I'll round up a few men I can count on and meet you there. If I get my hands on Watson, it'll be well worth the trip. All right. Meet me at the south end of Granite Pass on Thursday morning. 
I'll try to set it up so he'll come to the party. Okay, Wichita. Here's where we leave the road and take off through the hills. Let's get him turned. Okay, Luke. Ah! Get on there. That's got him going. Come on, let's ride on ahead. Where are we going? I want to take a look at Pistol Springs. The water's dried up there. We'll have to go ten miles out of our way to get back to the river. Hey, Luke, if you was to ask me... I didn't. Yeah, but if you was to... I don't think it's very smart. Two of us riding out this way when we might run into Watson and a bunch of his hands here. Well, they say Watson never gets this far north. He might. He might. But the odds are all in our favor. The perfect place for him to try to stop us is when we go through Granite Pass. We won't be there till tomorrow. All right, that's the first portion of Luke's Slaughter of Tombstone. You hear this guy's voice? Deep oh, yes, voice. yes, I do. Sam Buffington played this uh, role. He was 26 years old here. Right. And this was May of 58. And in May of 60, right. he died Age 28, and yeah. so many of our listeners texted to let us know, yeah. so thank you. Oh my gosh, can you imagine that? I mean, terrible. No. But anyway, this is a good broadcast, uh, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, and we'll get back to it in just a few minutes. All right, it is time for WGN News at almost exactly 1.30 in the morning, Lisa. We're early, Roger. Oh my gosh. Roger, does anybody ever throw the news to you early? Yeah, yeah really? it happens. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, the wrong answer, just so we're clear. <laughs> the answer I was looking for was no, only you. No, only you. That's what I thought. Oh, did I say that convincingly? Okay, well, it's only still, it's only five seconds early. It's only five seconds early, so we're going to throw it to news. The something or other. We sing a lot on this show now. Yeah, we've been we singing a lot. We have a lot, lot of... Uh, I know, I've been loving the... Of course, do, do when you, you like played Carl's the last voice? one, yeah. the Tom Jones song, yeah. right? So I was, uh, She's a I was singing in the hallways. Before they answered what the what the song was, well, I, we're glad is that you're anything like singing in the rain? Sing, no, there was no rain oh, in the building. Okay. Singing in the hallway. Oh, okay. Completely I just thought different. Maybe it was written no, by the same I'd be all person. Wet, singing in the rain. Than I, am, I usually am. Thank you. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thank you, Roger. All right. Lisa, you play that piano so well. I Gosh. took piano for a lot of years to be able Did to do you? that. You took it for a lot of years? I took lessons. Yeah? I you... took piano lessons in the last... Does it go away, though, after a while? Like, like if you don't play all the time, does it? do you, like, lose... I still know how to play, but I'm I'm rusty. Right. Because your fingers um, don't have the same kind of a muscle tone, and mm-hmm. it's more difficult to read music. It's just right. a little slower. Yeah. But that happens to anybody at any time. But if I were just to put like uh, notes, like, you know, musical notes, you'd be able to play it, just look at it and just... Brum. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's so That's awesome. Yeah. How long did you study? Piano? Long time. Really? I you stood at the. You stood there and I just was, studied I it? I sat. <laughs> you sat there and looked <laughs> at the, the piano, piano and just studied it? No, I actually was really good at it when I was younger yeah. and not so good anymore. Um, but I just knew how to read I just music. The and piano. I have the perfect pitch, and I I liked it. If somebody could say, "All right, you you all, I'm gonna snap my fingers, and you can play one instrument," it would be the piano. Guitar I would is a really great yeah, instrument that's too. Cool. Too. I would really love. I play I the do air not guitar. Know how to, yes, I know you do. I've heard that. <laughs> 
I do not know how to play really guitar, well. but fact, I feel like I'd be good at it. I won a couple of Grammys playing the air guitar. I, I'm sure you have. I'm going to go look those up on YouTube they're, right now. They're Check invisible Grammys uh-huh. because it's air. Mm, that doesn't make sense. But uh, Because the air is invisible, the Grammys right. are invisible? I would love to play the piano, though. Okay. I have no musical... Like abilities whatsoever. I didn't know None. that. I can't even hum. I, I didn't notice yeah, that. It's really you bad. You can sing one song, Love Potion I Number Nine. I can sing Love Potion Number Nine. I know. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go to when it's karaoke time. Because so, you can speak it and it's right, right in your range. Oh, man. Has a lot of personality. I could like also you. do um, Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've Ring heard you do fire, that one too. The Ring of Fire. You weren't too bad at the Tom Jones song. Oh. She's a lady. Uh, That's all got a lot of spoken personality to it. I'll give you it. 20 minutes to stop com- complimenting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> all right, well, we're listening to Luke Slaughter of Tombstone going back to May 18, 1958. I'm going to say this right now. Drive to Fort Huachuca. Huh? I'm sure that's not correct. It's right. I'm I, I, whatever it is, it's not right. H-U-A-C-H-U-C-H-A. Huachuca. Something's just not, it Wait, can't be huachu, correct. Huachuca. Let me see it. It's hard to, you have your paperwork there. I don't have that paperwork there. It's the last one. I see it. Huachuca. How do you say it? <laughs> I'm going to work on it. I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Uh, let's right. listen. All right. Okay. Let's get back now to Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. Well, there's the springs. Yeah, and plenty of good water, too. Our luck's holding out okay. You want to ride on down there? No, no reason to. We'll up in the shade of these big rocks. We'll rest the horses a minute, and we'll head on back to the herd. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just as glad Watson is staying on his own side of the mountains. I'd hate to tangle with anybody in this mess of rocks and boulders. Well, it's pretty rough country, and it stays rough, clear through Granite Pass. We've got a tough drive ahead of us. You've gone as far as you're going, Slaughter. Who's that? Don't go for your guns. You're covered nine ways. Well, we were so darn careful, Wichita, that we forgot to look up over our heads. I'm coming down, but don't move. There's a dozen guns around in these rocks. Eh, that's too many for me. I get nervous when I'm looking at one gun. Well, stranger, I've never seen you before, but I'd say offhand you're Bull Watson. That's right. And I'm here with my boys because you didn't pay any attention to the message I sent you in town yesterday. I thought you'd follow up on that I didn't expect to see you so soon or so far from the border. Well, never mind the polite conversation. Come on out, boys. Hey, there's a mess of them, Luke. Not as many as I figured. The rest of them must be farther south. Toss your guns on the ground, both of you. Do we do it, Luke? We're pretty well outgunned. Got any other ideas? Nope. No. Let me tell you what happens next. You stay here with me, Slaughter, so pile off your horse. Your sidekick rides back and tells your men to turn that herd around and head back for Tombstone. I ain't gonna do it. If those cattle ain't heading another way in ten minutes, I'll put a forty-five slug right through the middle of your boss. I'm leaving right now. 
Don't worry about me, Wichita. Bring the boys back with you and clean out this nest of sidewinders. Lucas, ain't no time for a grandstand play. You're liable to wind up with a big hole where your stomach ought to be. Your friend Wichita's got more sense than you have, Slaughter. All right, get riding, mister, and get that herd turned. I'm on my way. Get up. Slade? Yeah, boss. You get your horse and trail him. That herd ain't headed home in ten minutes. Just ride back and let me know. All right, boss. Sit down and relax, Slaughter. Your herd ought to be on the way back to Tombstone by now, and if it is, you're gonna be all right. Pretty sure of yourself, aren't you, Watson? Looks like I hold the winning cards. We'll see about that. Here comes your boy Slade, fanning it like the devil was after him. Well, now what's happened? I'd say Wichita didn't do what you figure he'd do. Well, one thing he did do is sign your death warrant, Slaughter. Boss, there's a dozen of them right behind me. They're crazy. They may be crazy, but there's plenty of them. And they're looking for trouble. Well, we'll give them trouble, but first I got a little job to do. Stand up, Slaughter. You're licked, Watson. You're outnumbered. I'm not licked yet, but you're all through. I said I'd put a slug in you if that herd didn't head back for Tombstone, and I always keep my promises. You want to give me back my gun and give me a chance to draw against you? No, I don't. I didn't think you would. Look out, boss. Here they come. Don't they got me. Let him have it, men. There's Wichita. I'll get him. No, you don't. Drop that gun. Oh, let go. Drop it before I break your arm. Slade, don't shoot. You'll hit me. Pistol with him. Get him off of me. Coming, boss. Hey, that was close. Let's get out of here before we get killed. Come on, let's go, man. We're pulling out. You're going to plug Slaughter? No, let him lie there. I want him alive when we hit him at Granite Pass. Come on. Hey, somebody oh. really put a lump on your head. Mm. Come on, come on, snap out of it, Luke. We got to chase him clear back across the border. You ain't thinking very clear. I only left two men with a herd. It's not so good. You're darn right, Change. This bunch could circle around and hit the herd any time. We'd better get back to the cattle. Get the boys together and let's ride. You feel all right? Oh, I just feel dandy. At least I've got a crease on my scalp instead of a hole through my middle. Wichita, what are you trying to do? I'm just trying to keep them critters calm down for the night. That singing of yours is just as liable to start a stampede. <laughs> I, I guess I'm really singing to keep myself calm down. Because I don't like the idea of Watson and his bunch of coyotes somewhere out there in the dark. I don't like it either. There's nothing to do but wait it out. Uh, I told the boys to keep moving around the herd, not to bunch up. Did you warn them about lighting cigarettes? Uh, you can see a match for a mile on a night like this. Yeah, I told them. I hope they remember. One thing sure, nobody's getting any sleep tonight but the cook. Well, it could be worse. Yeah, how? 
There could be a moon. Hey, who's down there? Who's that? Well, it sounds like Charlie. He was over that way. Come on, get up. Get up. Can't see a dead green thing. I hope a horse can. Charlie, where are you? Oh, 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 here. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh. What happened? What happened? I, I started to light a cigarette and some rattlesnake out there in that dark missed my head by an inch. Get blame it, Charlie. I told you not I to... know, I know, but I wanted to smoke. I forgot. Well, you better swear off smoking till daylight or you're liable not to be with us when the sun comes up. Well, at least we know they're out there. We just have to be more careful. We stand here gabbing. We're liable to draw some more fire. Yeah, I reckon you're right. We better split up. Looks like it's going to be a long night. What's your plan now, Luke? Get up here on top of the hill. I want to look at Granite Pass before the cattle head into it. Oh, you know Granite Pass like you know the back of your hand, Luke. You figure that's a place? It's got to be. It's the one perfect spot to stop us between Tombstone and Fort Huachuca. You couldn't build a better trap. And where's the bait? That is, if Watson's going to make another play. He'll make a play. Here we are. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, boy, whoa. There's a nice, tight little bottleneck if I ever saw one. Yeah. Nobody's climbing up or down them walls. <laughs> if we're heading into trouble, we'll find it straight up the middle. We'll find it, all right. Take a look down there. Where? Oh, oh yeah. A couple of them on that side of the road. There's some more up in the rocks. There's some in that clump of trees. Watson brought in some more men. I can count about 15. And there must be more hiding around somewhere. We can't fight that kind of odds and keep the herd moving, too. No, I guess we can't. Shoo, what a trip this has been. We have a gun battle. You get your skull cut open. Charlie almost gets shot. And now we run into a small army. All we need now is to have the cattle stampede. Ooh, don't even mention it. It'll happen. Sir, it will. I'm going to make it happen. Luke Slaughter, you ought to get more sleep nights. You're losing your grip. Now, can't you see? That herd of ours will fill this pass from wall to wall. You get all our riders behind the cattle, start them running through there, and we'll flush Watson and his crew out like a bunch of quail. <laughs> By golly, it might work. Yeah, but wait. Now, what happens when we get to the other end of the pass? They'll fan out there, wait for the cows to go by, and chop us down like ducks in a shooting gallery. We'll just bottle up the other end of that pass and grab them as they come out. Uh, you and who else? The sheriff and a pack of deputies are riding out from town right now. I'm going over the mountain and meet them. You get on back and tell the boys what to do. Luke, sometimes I wish you'd let me in on these things sooner. I'd feel darn sight more comfortable. <laughs> Everything worked out just about like I figured it would, Sheriff. Are you sure Watson's in there? He was the last time I looked. When he comes out, I want him. I owe him for a lump on my head. Well, we better get ready. Pull up, man. Oh, boy. Oh. All right, men. Spread out across the pass. As they come out of the canyon, each of you pick a man and ride him down. They'll be pretty busy staying out of the way of that stampede. But watch out for them. They're all professional gun slicks. Any questions? I got no Good. 
Now scatter out and good luck to you. Another bit too soon, Sheriff. Look at that cloud of dust up in the pass. Yes, sir. Now, how big a herd is it? Ninety head. And they're a spooky bunch of critters. Nothing's stopping them once they really get started. I think I can hear them now. Yeah, here they come. And here come the gents we're looking for, fanning the breeze to stay ahead of the herd. Get at them, men! He's working, Luke. Look, there's Watson. Come on, let's get him. Up, oh, boy, come on. We're closing in on him. Look out, he's going to shoot. I'll put a stop to that. Just got him. He's down, but he's still rolling around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watson, get on your feet. I think you broke my shoulder. Luke, here comes the herd. Stick your foot in my stirrup, Watson. But I... Come on. I'll hold you. Oh, we made it. Came close to getting caught in our own trap. He sure worked slick. Man, I, I never saw a gang rounded up as quick as Watson's bunch. Yeah, the sheriff's men did a fine job. Now, you can get the boys and round up our herd. You've got them calmed down. We'll drive them on into the fort. Looks like you win, Slaughter. While I'm at it, might as well thank you for saving me from that herd. I didn't want you to get cheated out of what you got coming, Watson. A date with a rope at the territorial prison in Yuma... Slaughter of Tombstone, starring Sam Buffington, was written by Paul Pierce and directed by William N. Robeson. Editorial supervision by Tom Hanley. Supporting Mr. Buffington were Junius Matthews, Barney Phillips, Jack Edwards, Charles Seal, and Norm Alden, with music composed and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. <laughs> Next week at this time, we return with... Slaughter's the name. Luke Slaughter. When we meet up again, you can call me that. Luke Slaughter. One false move can lead Detective Johnny Dollar to disaster... Johnny, however, seems to be gifted with a knack for dodging the wrong clues and that, along with his inclination for batting expense accounts and his not-too-idle habit of attracting the attentions of lovely women, makes his career an exciting one to follow. For the next thrill-laden episode of his story, hear yours truly, Johnny Dollar, later today on most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network. All right, that is Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, May 18th, 1958. And I do have it right now, Lisa. You ready? Yes. Drive to Fort Huachuca. That sounds correct. Huachuca. Good. Okay. See? Huachuca. See Excuse what a little me. research will do? Huachuca. Bless you. Ah. Uh, uh. 
All right, that's uh, Sam Buffington starring in that, as heard on CBS. Hope you enjoyed it. And you hear the quality of that show? That's because CBS, who owns the show, gave us the master recordings to Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. They also gave us the master recordings to Have Gun, Will Travel, and Gunsmoke, and Suspense, and Escape, and Johnny Dollar, and many, many, many other CBS shows. And we license shows from CBS. We license shows from uh, Stacy Keach, because uh, his dad created Tales of the Texas Rangers. Many, many, many other people. And we uh, we get those uh, master recordings, and then we play them on the air, but we sell them un cut and unedited as part of the Classic Radio Club. You can join the club. You can get 10 classic radio shows each and every month sent to your door. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. You like them sent via email? I prefer the email. I like the digital downloads. Right. Um, I kind of like I don't know. I just don't like clutter. Don't I don't wanna, like to have CDs. Don't I don't CDs. want the collector case. See, but I like the Look, CDs. a lot of people love the collector case, and they like the hard CDs. I prefer... I have them on my computer. They're on my Why, phone. Why, are they soft CDs or just... Like discs. Okay. And they, I know they come in a collector case. Yes, and there's um, pictures and, of the but stars. But I don't display things. I really? prefer to keep it on my digital I, devices. I have a shelf, and I just put them right on the shelf. Like an elf and on I'm a like, shelf? And I'm like, look at my collector cases of See, classic radio. That's not me. I'm not showy like that. Right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mike likes them, too. He's showy like that, yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, I like to keep them private. Well, you know? either way, you can get the links, yes. and uh, they never expire. You'll get copious liner notes that I write about yes. every show. Ten shows every month sent to you by uh, being a member of the Classic Radio Club. And they're going to sound as great as this Luke Slaughter of Tombstone show just sounded. Right. So you can go to ClassicRadioClub.com, give you all the information. You can sign up there. Or we have a toll-free number. That works great as well. I'll give you the number. It's 888-642-6556. 888-642-6566. No. <laughs> what is it? You said it wrong. Listen oh, sorry. to me. Sorry. Okay. 888. Yeah, 888. 642. 642. 6556. 6556. Yep. You see, you were just one number off. I'm just one but number. But so close. So close. But so the close. easiest way is to go to the, go to the website because right. all of the information's there. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. All right. If we had some Calypso music right here or some Sail Away, Come Sail Away or music. some Beach Boys. It'd be really great because... We're going to talk about the cruise. We're going on a cruise, folks, and we want you to come with us. We're going to Bermuda August 1st, 2020. That's a perfect time to go. Right. We have great weather in Bermuda. 85 degrees. And sunny. Ah, oh, there oh, we go. Oh, I love that song. Who is that again now? That's Christopher Cross. No, it's not Sail Christopher away. Cross. That's yes, not. Yes, it is. No, that's Curtis, not. Curtis, tell me. It's Sticks. Sticks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's Sticks. I knew it wasn't Chris Cross. I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm sailing away, Lisa. We're sailing away on our cruise. We are. Classic radio cruise. We're going to have like all kinds of fun with classic radio, including a reenactment. You can be in that. We're going to have a trivia contest, cocktail party. Prizes. Oh, yeah. Fun. And you know what? Sun. You get to Hang out at the pool with Carl in a Speedo. Yeah. What color is your Speedo? Um, hot pink. <laughs> I, I <laughs> now, you know what? <laughs> that is a vision. <laughs> it's a vision, all right. I don't think it's a good vision. I didn't but it's... say it was good. I just said it's a vision in pink. Yeah. Um, so we hope that you'll join us. We promise you. 
It is going to be a fun-filled week. It is seven nights. We are leaving from New York. It is all-inclusive. It's eleven ninety-nine a person starting, and um, we are going to have the best time. So go call our travel agency and sign up. Book it now because we already have a whole group of people who have booked it, and we have a limited number of rooms. That's right. And we want you to come with us. So our travel agency is called Keen Luxury Travel. Their number is 800 856 one one five five or go to our website wgnradiotheater.com you can scroll down look for the cruise banner get more information but i would call the travel agency ask all of your questions and sign up right yeah. away book book it now book it, Dano. we really want you to come book it dan and we really want you to join us and we hope you'll consider that lisa will be the woman with a big giant floppy sun hat on you are absolutely right she doesn't like sun getting on her anywhere Well, my face is not meant for sun. (laughs) She's very, very pasty.